You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Hello and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that gives you expert impressions of each dual discipline team. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. Meet Recaps. So this week I traveled a lot. I did not have as much time to do my research like I normally do. So a lot of these recaps and things are going to be pretty basic tonight. Um, I didn't do as many matchup comparisons this weekend also because I was traveling during a lot of these. So I apologize to all of you out there, particularly you riders who like to listen to the show or look at those matchups and come back later and tell me that I did not pick you to win your point, but you won it anyway. So you'll have your chance to do that again next week. But for right now, let's get into the recaps. All right, so first, let's look at our Thursday meets. TCU at South Dakota State. Now, this one, I thought TCU would win comfortably. Uh, I imagine that they might have thought that too. (laughs) Um, I did a matchup analysis of this one, and it mostly favored TCU, as you would expect. Uh, But South Dakota State had other ideas. They came out on fire. They took a narrow lead, uh, and then it just went back and forth all morning. TCU could never really get ahead and pull away, uh, and so this ended up in a 7-7 tie, the tiebreaker of which went to South Dakota State. Now, obviously, uh, this was a 4-on-4 meet, um, and that does help the underdog most of the time, but still, you would think that TCU could do better than this. Uh, But hats off to the Jackrabbits. This was probably their biggest win in program history, so good job, Jackrabbits. Uh, This also probably shows that I might have been a little too hard on Texas A&M back when they began the season. They barely beat South Dakota State up there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to reevaluate a few things. Now, the next meet that we want to look at is a jumping seat only meet between Lynchburg and Delaware State. Now, this meet does not count towards the official team records, just for the individual rider records. And uh, that's probably a good thing for Delaware State because this one ended up in a 4-4 tie. And Lynchburg won the tiebreaker. So, good job to the Lynchburg Hornets. They have definitely gotten better this year. The final Thursday meet to talk about is Minnesota Crookston at South Dakota State. Now, uh, this one was pretty much all Jackrabbits from start to finish. The final score was 15-1 to in favor of the Jackrabbits. And I kind of figured this was probably going to happen. Minnesota Crookston is, uh, you know... a, a, a Not quite as talented as many of the other teams. They're kind of back where the Jackrabbits used to be several years ago. And it's going to take the Golden Eagles a few years to maybe get competitive. Plus, like we saw against TCU, South Dakota State is legit at home. So that's a big win that went to um, uh, the Jackrabbits there. Then we go on over to Friday. TCU got a chance to take out some of their frustrations on Minnesota Crookston as well. Um, and they did. Uh, the final score was another 15 to 1 blowout. And it kind of makes sense because, you know, TCU and South Dakota State, they tied the previous day. So apparently, you know, they're pretty close and you would expect them both to get the same kind of score. And they did. Next, let's talk about Lynchburg and Sweetbriar. So they uh, are both single discipline teams and they ride here again. Another one of their epic number one versus number two uh, single discipline showdowns. And here again, the Vixens were the victors. Uh, the final score was a little bit closer than some of the past contests have been between these two teams with Sweetbriar winning five to three. So this is another indication that, you know, Lynchburg is getting a little bit better this year. 
Uh, and then uh, Sweetbriar would hop back into the saddle and they would ride against host Delaware State. Now this time, the Hornets were not going to get upstaged by a visiting single-discipline team. And so instead, they went on to get a convincing 6-2 win over Sweetbriar. So this is where Delaware State kind of got focused and they said, you know what, we ain't going to do this again. And so they beat the single-discipline team. But again, that doesn't really count towards the team records. That's really more just for the uh, individual riders' statistics. Now, let's look at another meet. We have Georgia going on the road to visit Texas A&M. So this is an SEC contest here. Uh, Regular listeners to the show will recall that um, I actually had the Aggies very high in my preseason rankings, and then they struggled with South Dakota State, then they lost closely at Baylor, and then they barely beat South Carolina. Well, those were all road meets for um, uh, Texas A&M, and it turns out that when the Aggies are at home, they are a whole different team, as Georgia found out. Now, Georgia took the first two points of the day, and you figured, okay, here we go again, but no, no, no. Texas A&M started taking points, and they almost didn't stop. Uh, this ended up being a uh, a pretty big win, uh, 13-6 to in favor of Texas A&M, and that is crazy good compared to how they started out this season. So um, this meet, you know, probably says that, okay, when you look at how they started, those were all road wins, uh, or sorry, road meets, and then when you look at how good South Dakota State appear- apparently is, especially at home, then I think we need to reevaluate where Texas A&M is, or at least just cut them a lot of slack and say, you know what, they're going to change from week to week, and we just don't know what that's going to be. So now, the last meet on Friday was South Carolina at Auburn. Now, I kind of expected Auburn to blow the Gamecocks away at home, but credit to South Carolina for making it close at the end. Um, Auburn did its characteristic first-half beatdown in fences and horsemanship, so it it worked out to be a 7-3 to three lead at the half. And so, you know, it's comfortable. Auburn's in control. They only need uh, three or four points to win the day. And so then the next event that would come up was the flat. The Tigers won the flat 3-2, to two, and so that took them up to 10 points. And so that meant that, you know, worst case, they're at least going to have a tiebreaker uh, to determine the win. But the reigning squad did just enough to keep that from happening. Uh, there was a no-point tie in the first head-to-head in reigning, which mathematically gave Auburn the win. But they Auburn didn't do too much more than that. They got one more point, and uh, actually not one more. They got one point out of the five because, you know, one of them was a tie. So South Carolina won reigning 3-1. Uh, to one, And reigning continues to be an area where teams like South Carolina or Oklahoma State are going to, you know, keep it close with Auburn. So we'll have to... We'll have to keep a look, keep an eye on that for Auburn. And then over on Saturday, we had one meet. Uh, this was our final meet of the weekend. Georgia bust on over to SMU to stage a rematch of last season's national championship final. And this one played out pretty much like that one did, only with five-on-five riders instead of four-on-four like the national championship tournament does. Uh, Georgia took the lead early, uh, winning the flat four-to-one, but they lost horsemanship two-to-three. So that meant that Georgia was up 6-4 to four at the half, so still pretty close. Um, but then in the second half, things just kept going back and forth, and uh, they got close at the end. Uh, Georgia finally won it 11-9 to nine on those last two rides. So basically, if those last two rides had been flipped, um, or if either one of them had been different, it would have at least been a tiebreaker. So this was a nice bounce-back win for the Bulldogs. It was another tough home loss for uh, SMU and to another SEC team that they lost uh, a second time in in as many meets for them. But they've got some more meets coming up next week that we will talk about in a minute. 
But that is the recap portion of this show. Now we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with a quick rundown of each team and how they're doing so far this season. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support whether you decide to join or not we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our e2c network family well that's it timeout's over let's get back into the episode reviews of every team So now, instead of spilling the beans on Wednesday's rankings article, I'm just going to go through and I'm going to give you my quick impressions of each of the dual discipline teams to date. And these are the teams in no particular order. Here we go. Oklahoma State. Howdy, y'all. We're Oklahoma State. And even though the NCEA still has us ranked at number five, we are really number one because we beat Auburn at home. In fact, our meets are all at home this year. Oh, what's that? Oh, we will have to go on the road? Oh, well, doesn't matter. Go, Pokes! Auburn. Um, yeah, this is Auburn. And really, we're the number one team because the rankings say so. And really, what we do have more talent than anybody else. Now, do we have to keep writing raining and equitation on the plat? Georgia. Um, hi, y'all. This is Georgia, and really, we're the best team because we, like, won the national championship last year, and we're going to do it again this year, uh, as long as we don't have to ride against Auburn. Uh, also, if we could not ride at Texas A&M, that would be nice, too. SMU. Howdy, howdy, howdy. This is SMU, and we were the runners-up last season, so I'm sure we're just going to do even better this year. Now, are we allowed to pick who we ride against in that? Because we have a growing list of teams we would like to avoid. UT Martin. Hi there, y'all. This is UT Martin, and we beat SMU. Now, there's plenty of teams we didn't beat, but we feel like we should still be pretty highly ranked because, again, we beat SMU. Delaware State. Why, hello. This is Delaware State. Now, I realize that we did lose to SMU, But I want to point out that we did beat UT Martin, and I'm not sure if you know this, but they beat SMU. So take that, transitive property. TCU. Um, hi, this is TCU. Yeah. You know how sometimes you can be really good at something and still not get the win? Isn't it funny how life works out like that sometimes? Baylor. 
Hello there, this is Baylor, and we are really, really, really good in our losses to Oklahoma State. Uh, but we are much better than TCU. Can I get a go, Bears? Texas A&M. Hi there, this is Texas A&M. You know how life is like a box of chocolates? Well, it turns out our meats are kind of like that, too. You just got to show up and see which one you're going to get. UC Davis. Um, like, yeah, this is UC Davis, and like, this season has been so fun, man. What, it's not over? Fresno State. Um, yes, this is Fresno State, and we would like to echo UC Davis's comment that this season is much too long. The season should really only be two or three weeks long, and then we should just pick a national champion from the undefeated teams at that point. South Carolina. Hi, y'all. This is South Carolina, and yeah, um, this thing is tough. Uh, we did not sign up for all this, y'all, but now we are still in it, so go, uh, can we say that on this show? Minnesota Crookston. Hi, yes, this is Minnesota Crookston, and we are just happy to be here. No, no, they didn't give us a badge. They said we could just come on in here. Uh, Do y'all validate parking? South Dakota State. Hello, hello, hello. This is South Dakota State, and winning is amazing. Is this what it's like for the rest of y'all? Oh, I never want this feeling to end. (laughs) So thanks for, for listening to that part. Now let's look ahead to this week's action. Meet Previews. Okay, so no one is probably asleep after that part, but I'm going to do this anyway. Uh, if you are a fan of any of these other of these teams, you need to keep paying attention. SMU, UC Davis, Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State, and Fresno State. Because all of those teams have meets this week. If you are not a fan of one of those teams, feel free to zone out. But for fans of those teams, you need to listen up. So, starting it off on Thursday, SMU travels over to UC Davis to try to get a win. I think this is an important moment for the Mustangs. They're on a bit of a losing streak right now, um, and UC Davis will not be a pushover. The Aggies rode well to start the season, and they have enough talent to upset SMU. And we've seen SMU be vulnerable to those kind of upsets. So, um, But I predict the Mustangs will get the, uh, the close road victory here on Thursday. So over on Friday, Baylor travels to TCU. So Baylor, they really are convinced that they are better than TCU, but now they have to prove it. Um, I think Baylor will have the slight advantage, but we've seen the home teams do a lot better than they do when they get on the road. So TCU could definitely win this, but I'm still going to pick the Bears here. And um, I think it's either going to be a close one point win or maybe a tiebreaker. Next, Oklahoma State finally gets to go on the road and they visit Fresno State. I think the Bulldogs have enough talent to keep this close and there's a chance that they could get the upset because I think this might be a 4-on-4 meet. Um, But right now, I'm still going to pick the Cowgirls to remain undefeated and beat Fresno State. Now, after that, Fresno State has to turn right around and ride against SMU. I bet this meet will also be a 4-on-4 meet and this, again, that favors the underdog. I think that could help Fresno State get the home upset, but here I'm going to pick the visitors in a close win, so I'm picking SMU here. Then on Saturday, we just have one meet. Oklahoma State and SMU will square off in a neutral site contest. Now, both these teams are technically road teams, so neither team should have an advantage, so I'm going to say that 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 actually is going to be good for Oklahoma State. I think they're going to win. I I think this will end up being a lot like uh, Georgia when they rode against SMU. Uh, And again, they beat SMU, so I I think Oklahoma State will do the same. 
And that is the preview of this week's action. Closing thoughts. Now, as we close the show, I want to mention something that someone told me this week about the NCEA rankings. They said that there are no fall rankings by design. Now, if so, that is dumb. Because why would you have preseason rankings and then not keep doing them for the first half of the whole season? That is crazy. Because you are just asking for a situation like you have with Oklahoma State here, where they were the preseason number five team, but now they are your only undefeated team. And they beat Auburn, the team that was your preseason number one. So for about three months, you expect Oklahoma State to just sit back and keep calling themselves number five? just because no one at the NCEA wants to bother ranking anyone in the fall? That is really, really dumb, for real. So, like, could you imagine if other sports did that same thing? Like, imagine if Georgia football, you know, you don't start out as number one, but everybody above you has lost, and you are only undefeated, but you still can't call yourself number one? I mean, their fans would riot, which, frankly, maybe we should do this in football just to see that happen. (laughs) Anyway, this is dumb. Oklahoma State and any of the other teams, if you want to promote your actual rankings, then you just go look at the official Auburn Elvis College Equestrian rankings. They come out every week because y'all are riding every week. Y'all are taking it seriously, and I'm going to take it seriously, unlike some other rankings out there. (sighs) Well, that is it for uh, this episode of War Horses. Kind of a short one this week. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram for the meet, matchup, breakdowns, and all that other good stuff. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening and War Horses. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.